Welcome to Awakening After Adversity, where we share tips and strategies for women to overcome the shit that life throws at them. I'm your host, Margaret Rose. Let's get started. Hello, welcome to episode four. I'm your host, Maggie. Today, we are going to be talking about, you know, just busting the myth of mom stress. And I know this is not a mom podcast, but I am a mom. And, you know, a lot of what I'm going to be talking about here today is also relatable to any other scenario, because it's really not just about being a mom. It's about all of the ways in which we succumb to the conditioning around us, the things that we're told that we have to do and have to be, and these stories about who we are that we hold on to that just really don't serve us. And so, you know, specifically as a mom, uh, we often get these pictures of like the disheveled mom, kid on a hip, wine in hand, wearing sweatpants, you know, looking miserable, house a wreck. Um, And then on the other flip side of that, we get the Pinterest mom with the perfect house and the Stepford mom, you know, wife dress. And, but underneath it all, she's being crushed by anxiety and expectation. And I really want to um, just be blunt. And the truth of the matter is, is that we are choosing this stress. You're choosing this stress and you don't have to. And I'm not here to, you know, put blame on the people who are making these choices because quite often it's an unconscious choice, right? It's not a conscious choice that's made. It's it's just what we've believed is the story of what being a mom is in this society. And it's not necessarily our fault. But if it's a choice, then that means that we get to choose something different. So while often it'll feel like we don't have a choice, I want you to understand that you do. When if you're one of those moms that go to the bed at the end of the day and you're stressed and you're anxious and you're thinking of all the things that you didn't get done and you're feeling like you were a bad mom because you were yelling at your kids or, you know, the house didn't get as clean as you want it to, I just want you to take a moment and to understand that you have a choice in this that your life does not have to be led this way. And just see how that feels in your body right now, right? With no judgment, no shame. Again, it's not your fault that this was the choice that was laid out for you, but you do get to choose something different. And how does that feel? How would that feel to choose a different narrative and to choose to live your days just slightly differently, right? Not a whole completely different life, but just a slight shift in perspective of what you get to choose. And again, this goes for if you're a mom, if you're not a mom, if you're a woman, if you're a man, if you're black, if you're white, if you're queer, or if you're straight, it doesn't matter. We all have conditioning that is thrust upon us and stories that are told to um, help us define ourselves. But quite often they're not helpful, right? They are toxic masculinity or racism or white supremacy or imperialism or capitalism, right? If we're not a cog in the machine, then what are we, you know, what good are we, right? If we don't have a perfectly clean house, then what kind of wife does that make us? If we, 
you know, don't conform to the gender norms of society, then we're ostracized, right? And these are just stories. And, and I know that, of course, along with the stories come real consequences and, you know, real oppression and real sadness and real anxiety and real struggles. But I just want to share that the option, right, that we get to opt out of these choices that are thrust upon us. And the more that people opt out, then the less power these conditionings have over us, the less power these stories have over us, the more people that opt out of this conditioning, the less power that conditioning has. And that's why you see around us in society right now, um, a lot more people coming out uh, as queer as they were before, or as trans, or as gender non-conforming, or as non-binary. And and it's not that, oh, suddenly, you know, something has happened to create all of these different people or, or you know, that has created people who are this way that weren't before, right? They were always this way before. There were always these people existing before. They just weren't allowed to opt out of the story as much as they are now. And so it's a great example of, our stories that we tell ourselves, like as a mother, right? Going back to the original story of this podcast is that we get to opt out of those stories that are being told to us. We get to be whatever kind of mother that we want to be. So my question for you is what story do you want for yourself? What story do you want for your family and for your children? And for me, it's that I get to choose what's important to me. I get to choose what my day looks like, right? So as a mom, it means that my child is loved, he's fed, he's housed, he's clothed, and he's kept safe. It does not mean that we always have a super clean home. It doesn't mean that there are never dirty dishes or laundry. It doesn't mean that I never take a break or prioritize what I need. For me, it does mean that when I'm having a hard day, we may watch a little more TV without any guilt. It does mean that sometimes my son will play independently while I cook or clean, or even just sit and listen to a podcast. He can play while I sit and listen to an uplifting podcast. Hopefully that's, you know, something that you can do for yourself now or are doing for yourself right now or can continue to do more of, right? It's about finding balance between what he needs and what I need, what my family needs and what I need. It means that I'm not sacrificing myself for the good of a house or the good of our clothes or the good of dishes. Like those are just things, right? I signed up as a mother to provide nutritious meals. I didn't sign up for, you know, my son to never see a dirty dish, right? I signed up to provide him with clean clothes to wear. I didn't sign up for him to never have dirty clothes. And... That means that my needs are just as important as his. And sometimes my needs do become, you know, come before the laundry and they come before uh, sometimes even his needs, right? Like he doesn't, he needs to see a family balance where we are all respected and prioritized equally, not where he is the sole star of the show and everything revolves around him, right? Right. 
They don't need to be the center of our attention in order to be happy. They need to have a happy family. They need to have a happy mom. They need to have a happy home. So I want you to think about throughout your day, are you balancing your children's needs with your own? Are you balancing your family's needs with your own? Are, or are you an afterthought? Are you putting everybody else and everything else ahead of you? And if you are, that's okay, right? There's no judgment in that. Like we said, that this is like very, very deep conditioning. And these are really big stories that we've been told our entire lives. But if we can look at the situation for what it is, as the choice that it is, and if you can recognize where you are right now, that's where you can change. That's where you can choose something different for yourself. That's where you get to decide what is most important for you. A clean home or a happy mom is what's most important for you is equity in your family or a child who is the, the center of your universe. And maybe maybe you are happy with the way that things are. Or maybe you're happy with decisions that are different than mine. There is no right or wrong answer. But the question is, what is best for you? What is best your, for your family? And one of the things that I you know help my clients with and that I teach is that we get this, we also get this message, right? That we have to escape from our families in order to be happy. We have to escape to the spa. We have to escape, you know, into another room and close the door so that we can take a bath or do a meditation. And all of those things are great, right? But they, for me, they're not an escape. And for you, it could also just be a part of your day and not necessarily escape because the true goal is not to have enough time to get away from our lives but to build a life that we don't feel that we need to get away from. If we are honoring our needs and our emotions and our desires all throughout the day, then maybe five to 10 minutes of alone time is more than enough. Maybe you do get an hour and that's, hey, that's great. Kudos to that, wonderful. But if you don't get that hour, right? If you don't get this escape, you're still happy within your life because you are checking in with your energy. You are honoring your desires. You are allowing yourself to be imperfect while having some fun. And if you can build a life that nourishes you all day, every day, as much as possible, obviously, right? Like life can be a struggle, But if your life is built in such a way that it is nourishing to you, then you don't have to escape from it. You don't have to drink a glass of wine every night if you don't want to. You don't have to escape to a girl's weekend if, if, you know, just to feel sane again, right? You get to do it because it feels good, not be to save your sanity. There's a big difference between getting away for your mental health and to feel good for yourself and have a great time and getting away to escape your life. And so the question, you know, that I want you to ask yourself is, is my self-care about escaping or is it just about continuing to nourish me? And if you're feeling like you have to escape from your life, how can you build in your nourishment into your life every day? Right? And 
uh, again, in this example of meditation. A lot of people think I have to sit quietly for 30 minutes in a room by myself, no distractions in order to meditate. It is not true. Meditation is a practice so that you can take that mindfulness into the rest of your life. And ideally what you're doing is not escaping your life to meditate for 30 minutes, but meditation becomes a part of of your life. So when you're cooking dinner, you are wholly present and aware and you're smelling the smells and you're feeling this, you know, the the knife as you're cutting the vegetables. You're hearing the sounds of the food sizzling in the pan, right? You're bringing your children in to cook with you and it becomes an enjoyment. And if it's not perfect, it's not perfect. If there's a mess that gets made, there's a mess. But it becomes a meditation when it's something that you are fully present and aware in and enjoying, And if you're finding yourself like doing the laundry or doing the dishes or doing the chores and you're just constantly thinking of something else, something else that needs to be done, somewhere else that you need to be, the negative thoughts that like run through your head, right? I challenge you to use those chores as a meditation, to use those those times to nourish you, whether it's putting the, you know, the TV on so that you can sit quietly for a half an hour with your kids. Instead of sitting there in guilt, feeling like you should be doing something else, can you sit there and nourish yourself? Can you sit there and give yourself love and maybe hold your heart, maybe put your hand on your belly and deepen your breathing? Can you enjoy the silence and enjoy the nourishing moment and trust that your kids will be okay if they're watching TV for a half an hour, right? And because we do this, like we, we do the chores and we put the TV on because we're tired and we lay down and take a nap, but we do it with this like heaviness of guilt and frustration and anger and escapism versus really being present and allowing it to nourish us. And so that 30 minutes that our kids spent in front of the TV doesn't nourish us because we're guilty and we're feeling like we should be doing something else or we're feeling like our kids shouldn't be, you know, in front of the TV and somebody's going to judge us for how much TV that they watched instead of really just letting it nourish you. And the same thing with the chores, right? Like I don't have a super clean house, but when I do the chores, it's because I want to. It's because it makes me feel good and it's a nourishing time for myself and it's not nourishing, then I stop or I wait. Or, you know, sometimes I just have to get through one little thing that I don't necessarily want to do, but I'm not going to force myself to be miserable, you know, for no reason. And of course, if, if we're out of clean clothes, okay, great, you know, do the laundry if, if, even if you don't want to, but it becomes an act of love, right? If my child needs clean clothes, I'm going to do the laundry for him because he needs clean clothes and because I love him. And so it's not going to be some kind of obligation or burden. It's going to be this mindset of, oh, we're out of clothes. I don't really want to do this right now. I'd really rather be sitting down, but I love him and I'm going to make this sacrifice for him and I willingly choose this versus, oh, I don't really want to be doing the laundry right now. This doesn't really feel good. I'm so tired and I just want to sit down. And, you know, if you're going into this scenario with this mindset of how awful this is and you'd rather just be sitting down, then that's exactly how it's going to feel. But that's how we get through the things that we don't want necessarily want to do or have the energy for is we do it out of love and we do a conscious 
we make it a conscious sacrifice because I'm not saying we never sacrifice and I'm not saying we never do the things that, you know, um, we never do things that we don't necessarily want to do, right? There are times when we have to do things that we don't want to do, but we make that conscious choice in that moment to do it and we do it with love, right? And if I cannot make that conscious choice in that moment to do it with love, right? If I'm going into doing that load of laundry with anger or with resentment, then I would really rather just not do it. I would rather make do with a slightly soiled shirt. My son will be fine. And I'm not going to bring in this energy of resenting him for needing to provide for him for with clean clothes or whatever it may be, right? Maybe I'm exhausted and <laughs> dinner needs to be done and I'm really tired and I don't want to do it. Um, Either I choose to do it with love anyway, and I get up and do it, or we have Cheerios for dinner and yogurt and strawberries and nothing that I have to cook, right? So I want you to, you know, I'm giving these examples as ways of what choices are you making? How are you making those choices? And how can you be really conscious of where you're putting your energy and how it's going, If you're going throughout your day stressed and anxious and doing things that you hate and not taking any time to nourish yourself, you're going to collapse at the end of the day and be exhausted and being like, what the fuck did I just do? Right? I don't jive with that. I don't believe that we should be living our lives like that. When I'm at the end of my day, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm exhausted because I'm the mom of a toddler and I have chronic pain, right? Like, I get fucking exhausted, but I don't feel energetically depleted. My body is tired, but my heart feels good, right? My body, my mind may be tired. I may want to just sit in front of the TV for an hour and zone out, but my heart feels good because I made decisions from my heart that are in line with who I am, who my, what my son needs, what my family needs, and is best for all of us, including me. So I want you to just notice, no judgment, no shame over the next few days. How are you approaching these scenarios? How are you making these decisions? Are you doing it with love or are you doing it with resentment? And how can you shift that? How can you, if you're doing it with resentment, it's not a sign that you need to just stop resenting. It means that you're not making the decision that's best for you in that moment. And you need to see that as a, as a guide of how can I nourish myself instead? What do I need in this moment? What does my body need? What does my mind need? What does my heart need? What does my soul need? And how can I provide that for myself right now so that I don't resent what I'm doing or I don't resent what my family needs from me? And I'm, I would just love more than anything For mothers, particularly, to become empowered with their decision-making process and to include themselves in, in that line of priorities that you have. You are more important than the laundry. You are more important than the dishes. You are more important than, you know, the 20 different activities that your kids have going on, right? What is actually your priority? Is it a happy family or is it a clean house? Because you may be able to have both. But if you don't have both, then you need to choose. And you get to make that choice for yourself. And people may judge you. Maybe your husband's like, why did you stop cleaning? Right? Or maybe your mother-in-law comes over or your mother comes over and they say like, wow, you've really let yourself go. Or maybe your friends 
you know, start judging you. You know what I say to that? Fuck them. Right? Make the decisions that are best for you and for your family. And, you know, either people will get on board or they won't. And you can make those decisions that you need to make as, as things unfold. But really, you need to start making yourself priority no matter what anybody else says. And it's not about not having compassion for other people. It's just about not listening to their judgments. Right? You can love somebody and not listen to their judgment of you. And if you're afraid of people's judgments, if you're afraid of what people will say about you or to you, the only thing that you need to ask yourself is what is more important, my happiness or theirs? Right? My happiness or their idea of who I should be. What's more important? They're responsible for their own happiness. Your clean house is not going to make, you know, anybody outside of your home happy. <laughs> That's on them. And if they try to put it on you, you can say no thank you. And of course, that's what I help women with. In my um, program, Sisterhood of Joy, we're about two and a half weeks in. And already my clients are seeing massive changes in what is truly important to them and what is not. One client has noticed that she is not being triggered by her children as quickly and not, you know, clinging to that one hour of time that she has in the morning to do her meditations because she's following her energy throughout the day and she's nourishing herself throughout the day. And so that hour in the mornings where she's meditating is just icing on the cake. It's not a desperate need. And she's no longer angry with her children's, you know, unexpectedly because she's also taking care, taking care of herself and making her needs a priority so she doesn't feel like she's losing herself to them, right? And, you know, my other client is able to get through the day and actually think about what she wants and what she needs instead of, you know, feeling all of the weight of the shoulds and the have-tos and the, you know, she forgot to get... Um, new toothpaste for her kids and instead of going round and around the shame circle of being like wow I'm such a bad mom because I forgot toothpaste it's like it's one night their teeth aren't going to rot out in one night they're totally fine they can brush their teeth with whatever remaining toothpaste is on the brush right they're not gonna their teeth aren't gonna fall out because you forgot the toothpaste one night and she was able to give herself grace in that moment and laugh about it even and look at it as a funny scenario where in the past she would have shamed herself and thought that she was not a good mom because she forgot that, right? But when she takes time to nourish herself, things like that, it doesn't feel like such a weight. It doesn't feel like such a burden. It doesn't feel like such a disappointment because you've got a firm foundation, right? When you have a firm foundation of being nourished throughout the day. I love that word, nourish. It's coming up a lot. And when you've got that firm foundation, then everything else just can kind of, you can ride it like a wave. And if you want help with that, that's what I'm here for. But hopefully, you know, just looking at things from a slightly different perspective during our time here today, I hope that that shifts something for you in your life that that can just shift your perspective ever so slightly to start prioritizing yourself a little bit more and nourish yourself a little bit more throughout the day. So that you can live a life that nourishes you every day instead of having to escape in order to feel good. So if you have any questions, message me. Of course, you can always find me at um, margaretrosecoaching.com. 
and I look forward to hearing any thoughts that come through for you about our discussion today. Um, and yeah, and if you want to work together, I'm ready when you are. <laughs>